Welcome back to the Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about agreeable disagreement. Marshall, a television executive, was facing open rebellion from the writers he supervised. Marshall had been supervising television a long time and was completely comfortable stopping conversations with a forceful no. The writers viewed Marshall as harsh and uncaring. When I asked Marshall what he thought the writers were upset about, his first response was that they were overly sensitive. He said, everything they write is precious to them. Every scene, every word is like their baby. I'm the guy who has to tell them their baby's ugly. Nobody likes what I have to say. I ventured, well, even if they don't like the message, is there a way you could deliver it that wouldn't strain the relationship so much? Ha! <laughs> Fat chance, he laughed. I told Marshall I felt differently. I told him I felt it was possible to get your message heard and attend to the relationship. My friend and colleague Lois Frankel quotes Churchill all the time saying, tact is the ability to tell someone to go to hell in such a way that they look forward to the trip. Diplomacy is the art of telling people to go to hell in such a way that they ask for directions. He laughed again. If you can show me how, I'll do it. Over the six months of our coaching, Marshall explored different behaviors. He was looking for ones that would allow him to say no while building up, not dragging down his relationships. We talked about this a lot. We ended up naming the topic of our conversations, Disagree Agreeably. One of our earliest conversations happened to be about competition. Marshall loved competition. He told me he was constantly calculating whether he was winning or losing. His ability to focus on what would give him a leg up had gotten him a lot of success. But now he agreed that natural strength was becoming a liability. When we shifted back to discussing disagree agreeably, I suggested that competition might be showing up when he disagreed with people. Marshall was intrigued with that idea. I observed that Marshall's current mode for disagreement felt like win-lose, right-wrong, black-white, all-or-nothing. The very framework of the conversation was competitive. I told him I had an image in my head of what it might be like if I disagreed with Marshall. I said I pictured myself on the ground while he, like an armored knight, stood triumphant over me, a foot on my chest. I'm, disagreement with Marshall, I said meant that only one idea could remain standing, his. Marshall didn't argue. In fact, he was curious if competition was baked into his style of disagreement. Between two of our early sessions, Marshall observed himself when other people suggested ideas to him. He was rather shocked to find just how competitive his default setting actually was. He could feel himself diminishing the ideas of others with labels like wrong or stupid or worthless. He felt the image of the triumphant knight was disturbingly accurate. He said, it's no wonder I'm pissing people off. Marshall wanted homework in the form of scripts. Look, he said, 
If I'm going to suddenly stop my vanquishing night routine, slaying the ideas all around me, I'm going to need some fresh, new, alternate words to use, something to at least get me started. Because Marshall was as ferocious about his learning as he was about everything else, he tried a lot of different scripts. Two were particularly helpful for him when he wanted to disagree agreeably. The first script is the Think Differently script. It's all about coexistence. It only has two lines. One, hmm, that's interesting. Two, I think differently about that. I told Marshall the words of the script weren't sacred. They could change with the situation. But the ideas embedded in those two lines, those were sacred. The ideas are what make the script effective. In the first line, hmm, that's interesting. It's about recognition. Giving recognition says to the other person, your idea has merit whether I agree with it or not. It allows the other person's idea to exist. You know, there's no vanquishing night in this script. Recognition isn't acquiescence. Recognition isn't manipulation. Recognition simply puts the focus on the other person's ideas first before shifting the focus to your own. And recognition doesn't have to take long. I sometimes do it with a simple, huh. But recognition has to be genuine. You have to actually consider the other person's idea. The second line, I think differently about that, tease up your idea. And also, this will sound familiar, it also affirms the coexistence of the other person's idea. I think differently about that is the opening line of your counter-argument. But because there's no win-lose or right-wrong framework in it, the phrase has no fight. You're not trying to win. There's no sense of attack. Coexistence allows defenses to come down. And to me, there's an added bonus. A phrase like, I think differently about that, gives you permission to start wherever you want. You don't need to link your idea to the other person's idea. Your idea can stand alone. Frame your idea however you want because, because you think differently about it. Marshall found this script infinitely flexible and amazingly effective. When I began explaining the second script to Marshall, I told him to imagine it had a big warning stamped on the cover, and I explained the warning like this. This second script can sound formulaic. As humans, we don't like being spoken to in formulas. So beware. What comes out of your mouth needs to sound authentic. If you sound like you're following a script, the relationship you're trying to promote might suffer. My warning made Marshall lean in with interest. This script is called Feel Felt Found. The script has three lines, one line for each word. Here's the meaning embedded in each line of feel, felt, found. Feel. The key sentence for feel is, I understand how you feel. The point is to align with the other person. It says to the other person, I'm with you, I get it, I understand. It's a form of recognition, like, hmm, that's interesting, is a form of recognition in the first script. Felt. The key sentence for felt is, I might have felt that way too. The point here is to normalize the other person's idea. You're saying you find the other person's idea reasonable, worthy of respect. It's a form of validation. Found. 
Now, the key sentence for found often is something like, a lot of people in your position have found. Personally, I'm not crazy for that form of social pressure persuasion for two reasons. First, because it's often inaccurate. And second, I think leaders should speak for themselves rather than for others in your position. So I have reframed the key sentence for found. To me, the key sentence for found is, I've often found. It's my opportunity to express my point in my way. I speak for myself. So I understand how you feel. I might have felt that way too. I have found that. Here's the same thing in different words. I see your point. Your point makes a lot of sense. Here's my idea about that. Initially, Marshall felt this second script was way too rigid. And then one day with one of his writers, he actually said the words, I know how you feel. As soon as he heard himself say that, it wasn't too hard for him to add the, that makes a lot of sense part. And then he gave his idea. Feel, felt, found came out of Marshall's mouth naturally, and it helped the conversation. During the next few months, feel, felt, found made a positive difference for him several times. Both scripts gave Marshall a way to attend to the relationship while making points that felt important to him. As he used the scripts more and more, he found that his right-wrong thinking was loosening up, allowing another person's idea to exist with his own, gave him his biggest boost towards the look and sound of leadership. Could you follow all that? I haven't done an episode with scripts in a long time. I really believe in scripts. If you would like to disagree agreeably, these two scripts can help you. But I often find that people are resistant to the idea of scripts themselves. So let me talk about scripts. When I first started learning all the skills that are helping me be a good coach, I really needed some words just to help me remember what to do next. And scripts were really helpful to me. I hope they are to you too. What's interesting, part of what happens when you use scripts is it begins to change how you think. You begin to anticipate the next line. So it forces your thinking in a different direction than you might have done. The communication becomes very intentional. And I find intentional communication to be helpful. Helpful. (laughs) What does helpful mean? If I can have a script ready and I suddenly find myself in a moment and I think, oh, Oh my goodness, feel, felt, found would be so helpful here. It helps keep me grounded. And it also helps me speak for myself because that's what feel, felt, found is actually all about. It's about helping me speak for myself. The script helps. It helps keep me calm. It helps keep me listening. And it helps give me voice. I feel so strongly about scripts. I embedded two in this episode. One is small and one is large. The first one, the small one, is about one minute into the episode. Marshall laughs and he says, ha, fat chance. The very next words in the story are, I told Marshall I felt differently. It's the I think differently about that script. My hope is it didn't mean anything to you at all, but it helped me. And what I want you to hear is that it's natural for me 
to be using a script that helps me. It isn't distracting to the other person. The other person doesn't need to know anything about it. So that's the first one. Go back and listen to it. See what you think. Before I tell you the second one, three quick things. They're all podcast related. The first, if the actual making of a podcast interests you, I had a fabulous conversation with a guy out of Chicago who has a podcast called Behind the Podcast. The guy's name is DJ Pagnorni, and he, oh my gosh, he, he was great. He's a musician. He does some really cool stuff. And this Behind the Podcast podcast that he's doing is just one more thing that he does. I, I mean, he was great to talk with. The conversation was about how the look and sound of leadership gets made every month. And my story is a little unique because I've been doing it for so long, but, but it also is about the podcast. And I, I always say that the day I record the podcast is always the best day of the month. I love the podcast. So getting to talk about it with someone who was actually interested was like, you know, it's like finding someone who's actually interested in listening to you talk about your child. So if you're podcast curious, give it a listen beyond the podcast DJ Pugnorni, episode 20. I thought it was great. Second thing, Dave Stahoviak, coaching for leaders. Dave and I know how many of you listen to both of us, and we are so grateful because you guys are terrific. Dave and I had another conversation on coaching for leaders. This time it was about managing up. It was good, a lot of good tools. It was very concrete, very helpful. It's Dave's episode number 437, Coaching for Leaders, 437, Managing Up. If you want other Managing Up resources, the archive that has all the coaching tips in it has an entire category called Managing Up. There are, you can imagine, lots of tips in the Managing Up category. Three of the top ones you might look for are, one is called Managing up, sorry, yes, it's a tip and a category. Managing your boss and upward feedback. But that was really down the rabbit hole. That was just number two podcast-related stuff. Here's number three, gratitude. Reviews showed up in Apple this month from Australia, Werner Raidman, from here in the U.S., S. Akaria, CMD Nebraska, and Becca327. Thank you for what you wrote. And thank you for the effort. I appreciate it. I'm really grateful. And as I say, month after month, thanks to all of you who are in touch with me. It's just great. Thank you so much. So the last script embedded in this episode. <laughs> as I was putting this episode together, I happened to get an email from a listener named Tim. And he said he'd been listening to old episodes back in the archive, and he liked those old episodes better than the newer ones. And I knew exactly what he meant. The old ones aren't stories the way the episodes are now. The old ones have very little dialogue. They're, the old ones are more about kind of teaching a skill. Well, Tim, I think you were in luck this month because it just so happens I think this episode was a bit of a throwback. It was a skill-building episode more than it was a story. And I do wonder, other than Tim, do you like this kind of episode? Is one style better for you than another? Maybe both are good. I don't know. You let me know what you think. But here's where I've been leading. The whole structure of this episode was complex. There were two scripts. One script had two lines. The other script had three lines. Here's what each line meant. If you could follow all that, it's because of sorting and labeling. Now, 
yes, I'm touting sorting and labeling. Of course I am. But what I really want you to think about is I was following a script, but it didn't sound like a script. I don't think it did. I don't think it stood out. I, I hope it was invisible and I hope it was helpful. That's what scripts can do for you. So now, look, if you're interested, just go back and listen from the beginning and only listen for the sorting and labeling cues. You'll hear them, I think. I think you will hear them, and you'll know the script really is there. I think it'll help you understand how helpful scripts can be. And it doesn't sound like a script. It's just intentional communication. That's what scripts are. If you're intrigued by this whole idea of intentional communication, and especially, by the way, around the skill of disagreeing agreeably, five other episodes you might listen to are Assertion versus Aggression, Be Impeccable with Your Word, Disagree Agreeably, yes, that actually was an episode a long time ago, Don't Take It Personally, and The Conflict Conversation. And I guess we should throw in sorting and labeling. There's a sixth. The episodes are all in the archive on the Essential Communications website. It's EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's, dot com. In the archive, this episode is now in four different categories. It's in communication skills, executive presence for women, and relationship building. Help yourself. The tips are there for you. While you're there, hit the contact button and say hello. That's it for me this month. Okay, until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.